This is episode 37 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Today, we're going to start our series on communication, about conversations, and how the communication style that we learned when we were kids by watching those around us was brought with us into our adult life and what we can do about it moving forward. But first, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you joined us. I want to invite you to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content that we have here. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. I am a firm believer that every human being is teachable. Yes, many of us are fixed in our ways and sometimes we don't feel like change is possible, but we are teachable beings that are able to push towards brand new things each and every day if we choose. And conversation skills is one of those things that is learned as well. We're not born knowing how to converse and talk. Yes, we're born with our specific personality type, but we have to learn about how to have a conversation. And have you ever considered where your current communication style came from? I'll tell you much of what your automatic responses are. The ones that happen without even you thinking or when you're triggered, those things come from the things that were modeled for you. As you were growing up in your adult life, they come with you. They, uh, they come along in some deep part of our brain that we don't even know exists and pops out when we least expect it. Unfortunately, some of those things are the negative things that were modeled. But in some cases, there are communication styles that were modeled for us that set us up for success and that we're so thankful for. Well, today I want to take a minute to think about that in order for us to evaluate what kind of communicators we are right now so we can move forward in this year to come being a better communicator than we were that we can be able to double down and strengthen the things that we do well in the area of communication and abolish and get rid of the things that aren't working for us that don't serve us that are dragging us down and sometimes straight up embarrassing us. This is so important in families because when we're with the people that we're most comfortable with, we let our guard down. If we've had a bad day, good chance the person at the supermarket isn't going to feel our uh, frustration, but our child might because they'll do something little and the things that have built up, build up, and then we blow it with them. The truth is no one at all should feel horrible for blowing their top from time to time. Self-deprivating is never going to be the answer. 
we shouldn't beat ourselves up for things that are human. But we should look to lessen those things and be real with ourselves. I mean, the worst thing that I've seen happen is when people make excuses for what they do. And in no way is this podcast about that. In fact, we're going to talk about all kinds of different types of communication styles, talking and listening. And then we're just going to ask ourselves some honest questions as to how it's affected us. And then we're going to talk about some ways that we can start today to make wise choices. And at the end, I'll give you a solution-focused exercise like I always do to help you know that you are on the right track. And right before we really dive in, I want to take a minute to recognize my affiliate partner, The Big Life Journal. I am going to leave a link in the show notes where you can shop for Big Life Journal products. The Big Life Journal may have started with journals for all different ages of kids that teaches resilience and lifts their self-esteem and self-worth through positive stories and their own journaling opportunities, but now there are so many more products from family games um, to all kinds of mindfulness activities, and I really want you to take a look at it. And when you use the link in my show notes, you are also supporting this podcast, and I want to thank you for that. It's at no extra cost to you, but it means a lot to us because I really enjoy putting this content out. And having a partner like the Big Life Journal is one way that I do that. So take a look at the show notes, click on the link, and shop for Big Life Journal products today. So let's have a conversation about conversations. This is going to be a series that I'm putting out to celebrate the launch of my course, Conversations That Empower. I've worked to give you guys a product that'll help you in a simple, easy way, learn the steps that it takes to have conversations that make an impact and that you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that in your conversations, you're going to make an impact on the person that you're talking to, and they're going to look forward to talking to you again. I know that's a lot for me to promise, but using the solution-focused techniques that I put in this course, along with some of the business techniques that I've learned and some uh, some skills that I've learned along the way as I fine-tune my own communication style, I know that this is going to make a wonderful addition to your library of learning material. I'm looking forward to getting it out. And you guys are going to get a little sneak peek as to what's in that course right here and in the next few weeks in this series. But I also want you guys to have the opportunity to get this course. I want you to get on the pre-sale list. And when that happens, you guys are going to get first access at a nice discount and you're going to get the 30-day journal, absolutely free. You can get it in two different ways. The first is to visit my show notes right here on this podcast and click on the link that will take you to the Conversations That Empower pre-sale page. The second is to hop over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com slash empowered. With that slash empowered, you're going to go to a special page It'll put you on that pre-sale list. And so this is going to be one of a series of 
podcasts where we talk about communication and conversations. And right now in our society, it's so important that we discuss this. I really believe that there's a breakdown of us really learning how to have powerful, strong, confident, and self-controlled conversations where we do things on purpose. I know that uh, many people today will say, you know what, I am who I am and people need to accept who I am. And then they mistakenly think that that means they can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want and people should just accept them. They can talk rudely to, I don't know, a boss or even someone underneath them. And that never brings great results. Okay, I'll give it to you. You have the freedom to act however you want. But what results do you want from your conversations? I guess you can act however you want and then people can be rubbed wrong by you, not like you, not invite you places, or just plain think, Meh, I don't really remember what we talked about. Or you can take your conversation skills seriously. Say, I can learn how to be a better communicator. Wherever you're at now, you can learn to be better. Even if you feel like you have all of your conversation skills pretty much in the bag and you too can think of a time when you're like, wow, I wonder what would have happened if I had greater self-control in that conversation. Well, a lot of that starts with us having real and honest self-reflection, being able to be real with ourselves. Like I said, knowing what we want out of the conversation, but also knowing where we got the conversation skills that we have currently. If we have a gap, let's identify it. Right now, I want to help you find out where some of your personal communication styles may have come from. As you listen, I want you to think about your personal experience, your communication, your conversations that you've had in order to really identify. You know, when you're listening to things like this, it happens to me all the time where something will hit home. There's a feeling like, oh, wow, that was, that was an important one. When that happens, pay attention because that is the nugget of knowledge that you needed. Maybe that one little nugget from the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm going to lay out a number of talking styles that I've came up with. And then you can make a decision for yourself. Is this something that was modeled for me as a child? And then the second question after that is, is this something that was not only modeled for me as a child, but that I've taken on and that I also do now? And then you're going to take the next logical step. Is it serving me or is it not? Is this something that's going really great and I can say, man, I want to do more of this? Or is this something I need to take notice of and get rid of? You have every single ability to do that and you have the strength to do it. And now is the perfect time to. So talking styles. One is undersharing. This is when someone leaves things unsaid. They talk about surface things. They dance around the issue. The important things are left completely unsaid. Undersharing. How about oversharing? When someone says too much, it's way beyond what the person needs to hear and it's borderline gossip or straight up gossip. That's an oversharing. How about overbearing talking? 
when someone talks at you rather than with you. The next one is loud or interruptive talk. It's when you can't even get a word in edgewise. Then there's the quiet talker. That's when someone gives the silent treatment, ignores, or puts you aside. And then we have comfortable talk. This happens when often you have equal talking between the two people and the conversation flows easily. And then there's people that are know-it-alls. I know-it-all talk. (laughs) That's when you often feel like you're being taught or even lectured or talked at instead of with. And then there's open talk. When you feel comfortable talking and listening becomes easy because um, their talking just seems to speak to you and it's on topic. That's open communication, open talk. Now let's think about the listening styles that were modeled for you. Yeah, we're going to break out the two because both listening and talking is what a conversation is made of, right? So we need to think about our talking styles and our listening styles. So what listening styles were modeled for you? How about active listening? Well, if that was modeled, then you often felt heard and you often felt understood. Passive listening. That's when you felt like you were not understood or that the other person was thinking about something else while you were talking. Distracted listening. That's when you felt like it was really hard to get their attention. How about short listening? That's when you feel like the person didn't have time to hear you out and you were rushed. Or over listening. Yeah, over listening. There can actually be too much listening. This is when the person's really good at listening and asking a lot of questions, yet rarely do they give back and help you out at all. And you can fill in the blank of other type of both talking styles and listening styles that you were modeled. And then you make a list that helps you to understand. Now, for myself, it was about two years ago now, I would say, that I sat down and really wanted to get to the bottom of some of the communication things that were having a hold on me. I I just wanted to be able to break free from some of my bad habits. So what I did was I wrote down the important people in my life that helped raise me and what their communication was. I just made a big, long list of how they communicated. And much of these things that I just shared with you come from that very day when I did that. I realized that there was some, uh, some things that were repeated, some the same types of conversations. And then I start asking other people and they had different things that were modeled for them. And that's how I developed this list for you. There could be something that I never even thought of. So keep it real with yourself and think about how the people that raised you, how they communicated, how did they communicate with each other? How did you, what did you watch? Not only how you felt when they were communicating with you, But what did you witness when they were communicating with each other, with the other siblings, with other family members? All of these things are shoved into our subconscious and come out when we're communicating. So once you've identified the talking and listening styles that were modeled for you, you're going to also want to add some of those things that you've picked up along the way. 
maybe from um, an ex that you were with or from your current partner or just life in general. There might be some negative and positive communication styles that you've picked up in your adult life and you should reflect upon those as well. Sometimes you can pat yourself on the back. I know for me, I was extremely glad that I chose a career that teaches me how to listen. In the career of counseling and coaching, listening is a huge part of it. It's actually a major part of that job. And I've had to fine tune that skill. I've gotten to fine tune that skill. And that was such a blessing for me because that was not something that was modeled for me as a child. When I went through that exercise about two years ago, I noticed that there was a pattern of interrupting, a pattern of talking loud and overbearing. And in my family, I just assumed that was normal. I didn't ever have it modeled for me in my career, when I began to develop that, I began to see the benefits of really digging in and listening with people. But I started noticing that there was a gap. There was a gap in the way I communicated when I was in the middle of a counseling session or at work, and the way I communicated when I was at home or with a group of people at a party or uh, having just a casual conversation. And it bothered me, and I wanted to get to the bottom of it. And one day at work, my boss put out one of those personality tests that they do. And I don't remember which one it was. It's not the Enneagram that's so popular right now because it was quite a while back. But she said that we should focus when we did this on the person we are at work and not the person we are necessarily at home. And that's when I really began to consider how there are certain personality traits, there are certain conversation traits, uh, skills, whatever you want to call it, that come out in different arenas, but you fail to bring them into uh, other parts of your life if they're positive things or vice versa. You might have conversation skills that are negative that are coming out at work that don't seem to show up at home. So we want to use this opportunity to be real and understand where all these things come from and decide if we need to take some of the things that we're doing at work, much like I did, and bring it into my home life. It was a lot harder than I expected. I have to tell you, I remember there's been times in the last two years where people may have wondered why I was making such a strange look because I was piercing my lips together because I had to remind myself that it was time to listen. And I started hearing. I started really hearing what people were saying and hearing their heart. Learning to have strong conversations is so powerful. It not only helps me enrich my life, but it helps the people around me so very much. So again, what are those questions that you want to ask yourself in regards to what was modeled for you? One of them is, Which of these things that you are modeled have you noticed that you have in your conversations now? Whatever they are, just recognize them, notice it, and be aware. The other question is, which of these things that are in your life right now that you take into your conversations no longer serve you and that you want to get rid of? 
The way you know if it's something that's time to get rid of is because when you do it, it doesn't bring the results that you want. It brings the opposite of what you want. And then it's time to humble yourselves. It's time to take a piece of humble pie and say, oh, there it is. That conversation style that just doesn't serve me at all. If something doesn't serve you, you get rid of it. And it's not as easy as just taking out the trash. It's going to keep creeping back into your life because it's in your subconscious. But now that you're aware, it's going to be a lot easier to tame. For me, I knew that the overbearing, over-talking needed to get in control. And like I said, I would practice piercing my lips together or I would practice, I would tell myself it's time to listen. Sometimes that's exactly what you're going to need is something you can tell yourself because this isn't something that's so easy because it's in your subconscious. So if it pops out and you catch yourself, you just say, wait a minute, I'm going to back up. And you're going to find that you will need to do some strong and deliberate things to be able to abolish a habit that you've had and watched since childhood. It's not like it's just going to go away. And you're going to take drastic measures, but drastic measures that are worth it. So now let's flip to the other side of the coin and talk about what are those communication styles that have served you, that were modeled for you. Let's look for those. It doesn't come naturally. Our mind always wants to glean towards the negative and be like, oh yeah, that negative one was modeled for me. And then that's all we focus on. But you know what? The people that raised you, they made a lot of choices that are good as well. And I want you to find those. I want you to pinpoint them, maybe even call them and thank them for that because those things have served you well and you need to double down on them. In my family, strong, confident, bold communication is valued. And I'm thankful for that. I've never had a problem with saying things that I need to say. I've never felt like I needed to push things under the rug or, oh, I might not want to say that. Because it wasn't the culture in my family. The culture was something needs to be said. Let's talk it out. Man, am I thankful that I was raised in a family like that. And if I ever get so caught up in what people think that I start to be quiet about things that need to be said, I remember that that's not who I am and I need to speak up. So identify the things that serve you well and that you want to strengthen and then strengthen them on purpose. Make sure that you put all of your energy into being your best self and your best self is the person that you are meant to be, the person that you, the person that's authentic. So as you're fine tuning these things that you're learning, you still need to keep your authenticity. If you're naturally a more quiet person, then be quiet. You know, maybe you practice talking a little bit more, but your quietness makes you who you are. If you're naturally more of a leader, then it's okay to lead. But these things that you are learning are just a fine tune. You know, you can be a better leader, maybe a little bit softer spoken leader in some cases. And if you're quiet, maybe you can choose a time to talk more because it will serve you because you want to. As you walked through and answered these questions, they should never be taken as the fact that you're going to change everything about you. It's just kind of like a tune-up. So you make sure 
that you're putting your best foot forward and that you're coming across exactly the way that you want to present yourself. Because see, for one person, they might think, oh yeah, everybody was so quiet in my house and it was awful. And another person might say, oh, I'm so glad that people were quiet in my house because it taught me self-control and it taught me that not everything needs to be discussed and sometimes it's time to listen. There are times when the very communication style that was modeled to you that you looked at for negative is also many times used for the good. Sometimes somebody that's bold and outgoing and it makes them the life of the party. Or it makes people know that they're always going to say it like it is. So you can just take almost any given situation and you can look at both sides. of What is the positive about this communication and what is the negative? Now, I know that this type of self-reflection is sometimes kind of yucky and it's kind of something that we want other people to do and not us. But I hope that you were able to be honest with yourself today especially because it helps you show up in your family with the exact vibes that you want to have. Many times we want to be our best self, but we just don't understand why we keep screwing up. We keep messing up even though we have the best intentions. And we have to recognize that that's because we have so much subconscious that goes into our everyday actions, especially, like I said, when we're triggered. So be kind to yourself and know that mistakes are going to be made, but holding yourself accountable will be such a great example to your children. Consider how your children will look at you as they watch you fine tune ways that you are. When you turn around and say, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to change that because it's going to help me be a better person. That is just going to motivate them and help them learn how to be a better person for themselves. In a time when communication is so important, when you think of the social unrest with people that want so badly to share their opinions, when you think about the fact that we've been taken away from a lot of our social situations and it's we've been replaced with conversations over a screen, that's very markably different than, the, than being able to be face-to-face. All of these things that have happened to us that makes it just that much more important for us to model good communication skills for our kids and help them build those skills. So many times they're being quiet and typing on their computer and they're not practicing conversation skills in that. And in the classroom, your child used to have lots of opportunities to converse with many different types of people and debate and Uh, and speak their opinion or learn when it's time to be quiet and all of those social cues and all those social things naturally happened in the classroom hasn't been happening hasn't been happening as much or in the same type of way because of social distancing and all of that so it's a good time for you to take a closer look at conversation skills the conversation skills that you have And then be real with the type of skills that you're modeling for your child. What are you putting in their subconscious? So as they grow into an adult, they can walk forward with some healthy communication styles that you helped instill in them. 
But now is not the time to go into them and say, you know what, you're doing this wrong and that wrong and the other thing wrong. You know what you could do instead? You could ask your children some of these very questions. You could say, what do you think that we've had in our family as a culture up to now as far as conversations? And how has it affected you? And how can we do things differently if it's negative? And what do we want to keep if it was positive? My hope is that this helps every member of your family grow in confidence and grow in the confidence that they can have a great conversation. And now it's time for our solution focused, inspired exercise. Today, what you're going to do is pick out one of the conversation styles that you identified that you want to work on, that you want to be better this year. And what you're going to do is stop and imagine the end of this year, that the whole year has gone by. What would it look like if you did get rid of that communication style that isn't serving you? What would be different? How would your child react to you if, it, if you did that? How would the rest of your family members, how would your spouse, how would your other loved ones react differently to you? And how would you react differently to them? What would it make possible? I want you to just take some time to think about what it's going to be like when you are that person a year from now. And then know that it's going to be worth it. That it's a worthwhile journey. And now I want you to take a minute to think about your child. If you have multiple children, well, this is going to take a few minutes, but I want you to give individual attention to each of your children and think about something you can do to empower them, to help them, to bring them confidence in communication. What can you do to model the behavior that maybe you wish was modeled to you when you were a child. Take a minute to imagine the benefits that that would bring to your family a year from now if you worked on it today. This simple act of future thinking and future planning is going to help you today to move forward. Now, as you know, I always put helpful links in our show notes. So scroll down and check out the show notes. You'll see the link to my website, thefocusmindset.com. You'll find the contact page where you can talk to me or leave me a message to let me know how things are going. I'd love to hear how this impacts you in the weeks to come. So get out there and have some conversations that empower. And until next time, keep in touch and take care. <laughs>